Please be advised that all video and audio recordings were completed before the COVID-19 pandemic. Black Female Project. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Female Project podcast. This is Che Abram, and this week we are in conversation with Tonifer Kamara. Teach me how to breastfeed. Teach me, teach me how to breastfeed. Teach me how to breastfeed. Teach me, teach me how to breastfeed. Hopefully, and maybe, you've heard that song floating across the internet, probably came across it across YouTube. Tonifer created that song way back in about 2013. She specializes as a maternal health equity strategist. I've known Tonifer, oh gosh, well over 10 years. When I first met with her a long time ago, our children were one years old and she was interested in nursing. And praise heaven, she actually followed her true passion and moved into the world of lactation and maternal health. In this episode, Tonifer kind of takes us on her journey about how she navigated the lack of diversity, trying to get the right certifications and skills, but most importantly, educates us deeply about how breastfeeding is probably one of the pure keys to our overall lifelong health. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Tonifer. Thank you. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Now, lactation, that means breastfeeding. How did you begin into activism with lactation? Give me the genesis of that. Well, um, it started off with my own struggles I had when breastfeeding my first son. And that was 12 and a half years ago. What, what struggles? So I felt pretty confident and prepared for childbirth, for motherhood. Um, I had been learning about childbirth, about uh, midwifery, and um, I thought I wanted to be a midwife. And then I said, well, maybe I'll become a doula and support What's women. That? So a doula is someone who supports women in childbirth educates them about childbirth, supports them during the process of labor and birth, and also provides postpartum support and care. Mm -hmm. It's not a medical role. It's a mother-centered role that really focuses on um, the care and just the total well-being and comfort of the mom during her um, pregnant and birthing process. That's a lot. Yes. Now, is there a school where you go to learn how to do this? So there are like programs that you could uh, enroll in a course. Uh, many people or organizations offer doula training courses. Um, there are some larger national organizations and then there's smaller you know, organizations that provide doula training. And I did my doula training through Natural Birth Institute um, in 2006. Is, are they in Oakland? It was based in Oakland at the time. But now they've expanded? I'm not sure where they are now or if they still offer training. So what did you learn? So I learned all about pregnancy. I learned all about childbirth. I learned some stuff about breastfeeding. And I learned how to really support um, a mother as she transitions into motherhood. With what kind of support? 
So physical support. So how to manage pain naturally. Mm. Positions um, that are best for dealing with um, labor pains. Um, Also learned a little bit about different herbs or aromatherapy that helps in the process. Learned some ancient indigenous, um, you know, birthing techniques and practices. Indigenous to whom? Indigenous to whoever, whether it be Native American practices or whether it be, you know, indigenous African practices. Um, There's so many different ways in which women around the world has has birthed. Without anesthesia. Without anesthesia, naturally. And even if someone wanted to um, use anesthesia, you could still support her. So what I took from my doula training and what I wanted to get out of it And the reason why I started doing it is because of the health disparities. Around 2004, 2005, I did a community analysis of of the neighborhood I grew up in in West Oakland and found out that there were really high maternal and child health disparities in West Oakland among black women. And I I was like- Within that community? Within the community. There were disparities. Yeah, there were disparities. I see. And so I was like, wow, nobody talks about this. Like nobody talks about mothers dying in childbirth. Nobody talks about, you know, infant death. And even the ones who don't die, like, you know, we know like we have diabetes in our community. We know that we have asthma, but we normalize those things. So no one was talking about the disparities. So I'm like, wait, something's not adding up. These statistics don't match what I'm seeing because I still don't see it yet. And eventually I did see it and I was like, whoa, wait, this is real. This is really happening. So how I got into breastfeeding and lactation is because I said, well, what help makes it better? Like if we know that we have high rates of diabetes, heart disease, asthma, you know, common illnesses that happen in childhood, we know that, you know, childhood obesity, you know, um, adult obesity, you know, all these things that are affecting us. Well, what's one thing that we could do that actually um, improves our outcome? And I found that through breastfeeding. So I was like, whoa, like breastfeeding is really important. Like we could change the trajectory of like diabetes and all of diabetes, of obesity, of asthma, of children getting ear infections or just, you know, um, general overall health reducing um, certain reproductive cancers Mm. all by breastfeeding. So that's what got me into breastfeeding. So I did a lot of research and reading before I even had my son. So I was thinking, oh, I'm ready. I'm going to breastfeed my baby. Now, I didn't see a lot of breastfeeding. I didn't grow up seeing people in my family breastfeed. What's the science behind that? Well, human milk for human babies. See, our breasts are mammary glands right. that um, when a woman becomes pregnant, the body starts to uh, produce breast milk. And that milk has all of the nutrients that a baby needs during the time that they're nursing. So that's why prenatal is so important. So it's so important that we get that information and that mothers know how important their milk is. Because for a long time, women were told, you don't need to breastfeed. This formula stuff is just as good. So, but Profit motive. Right, exactly. But then we ended up finding out that that was wrong. And so we learned more about the science of the breast milk. And we found that when a mother breastfeeds her baby, she passes on immunities to her baby. 
so that when she comes in contact with germs in the air, that her body starts to make antibodies and then that transfer into the breast the milk and protect her baby. Yeah. And not only that, um, the bonding between the mother and the child. Breastfeeding also helps speech development. It helps, you know, brain and, you know, neurodevelopment, the gut biome, you know, mm. all these things that make us healthy, that make us smart, that make us strong, that autoimmune thing, autoimmune, you know. And so there's so many things that it's like, wow, I wonder if we could attribute some of the other health issues to you know a lack of breastfeeding so there's so much to learn and i got into it because one and obesity yes obesity is a huge one so looking at the disparities in my community trying to find a way to mitigate you know the health issues and to improve the health over a lifetime i found the answer through breastfeeding now, would you want to be a nurse, an RN, or anything like that? No, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a nurse. I wanted to be at one point. I wanted to be a pediatrician at one point. I always knew I would be in healthcare, and I always knew that I loved babies. I can tell you're animated talking about that. Yeah. Your occupation. What would you say your occupation is? I'm a lactation consultant. Okay. That's my primary occupation. Okay. I like to call myself now, and I made this up. I don't even know if this exists. Well, it does now if you say it does. <laughs> but a maternal health equity strategist. Break that down, girl. So throughout my career, I have sought to make change. I'm a solutions-oriented person. And we're dealing with complex problems that need strategy. So I strategize and network and educate and inform and report out and develop and implement. So creating a strategy to improve these outcomes, to not just look at one aspect of it, to look at the whole. Comprehensive. Yes. Do you notice something missing right now? That something is you. We would love to have you sponsor the podcast and share your work with our Black Female Project family. To learn more, email info at blackfemaleproject.org. Now, back to our episode. So tell me this, um, who are some of your sheroes? Wow. For starters... I have sheroes that are close to me, just like my mom. Yeah. She was one of my sheroes. Other sheroes that I have going way back in history. Um, well, not so far back, but going back to slavery, Harriet Tubman. She was an entrepreneur, too. She was an entrepreneur. She, she had that leader. boarding house she in Buffalo. She was Buffalo. a strategist. Yeah. It was. It took strategy to lead people out of slavery. And she took what she had and made the best of it. Yes, she did. Yeah. And I'm taking what I got and I'm making the best of it. Why not? Yes. So, okay, who will be the black women on your uh, female black women, Mount Rushmore? Who would you put on Mount Rushmore? Ooh, Mount Rushmore. I definitely put Oprah up there. I mean, her life's work because, you know, it's just incredible um 
I'd say Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. She was our first first lady. Okay. She deserves. Yeah. Her spot on Mount Rushmore. Yes. As a woman of color, do you find um, any obstacles in, in being a lactation consultant or people look at you differently or don't um, take you seriously or they take you very seriously or very respectful? What? Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, and this is where we get into the activism part of okay. lactation, is because coming into this profession, it wasn't very diverse. It was a very white female dominated profession. And even just trying to figure out how do I become a lactation consultant? There were so many obstacles. It wasn't like this clear pathway. And so I had to navigate that. And one of the things um, that you need in order to become a lactation consultant is you need mentorship in clinical hours. Uh -huh. And so there weren't very many African-American lactation consultants. Um, there weren't very many people who, you know, who were lactation consultants, who you could get these hour, you know, these clinical hours that you needed. So that was, that was an obstacle. You needed a network. That you, you needed know. a network. And so I found a way and I found a network, but it wasn't open and friendly. I literally had someone, I was working as a peer counselor at WIC at the time. And that Tell was people a, what WIC is. So WIC is the Women, Infants, and Children's um, Nutrition Program. And so I had taken a week-long, five-day course in lactation, which I had paid for on my own. So it's also very expensive. So that's another thing that was an obstacle if you don't have the money to pay for this additional education. And because I had been on the pathway towards, you know, healthcare and even nursing, I had additional um, educational coursework, although at the time it wasn't required. So I did have the necessary sciences and health background. It's a good thing. You know, yes, it was a great thing. But one of the things that I experienced in getting the mentorship. And I was at WIC as a peer counselor and I came in, I left my job I was doing as a family advocate slash social worker because I wanted to pursue this lactation thing. I, one of the first things that happened was the person who was my supervisor at the time, she wanted to listen to me talk to moms, make phone calls, you know. And she said, you sound too academic. I don't think you'll be able to relate to WIC moms. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she was like, well, our clients are like this. And you sound very educated and intelligent. I'm sure they don't mind. Right. So I was like, well... I don't feel the need to change. Was this another woman of color? No, this was a white woman telling me this. So basically, I took that as you're not, you don't speak black enough. Basically, what she was saying is these people aren't that intelligent. They won't understand what you're saying to them. So you got to kind of dumb it down. And I was like, I beg to differ. People can learn. People can learn. Yeah. You know, I wanted to educate people. So I was very honest with them, you know, and 
Of course, I'm going to meet them where they are, wherever they are. But everybody who came through WIC wasn't uneducated and it didn't matter. This is me talking to other women like me. And and they oh, have an advocate now, which is very rare. Yes. And I bet for your clientele, it was very exciting. Yes. I'm sure it was. Yes. That was the first thing. The second thing was when I got ready, when I said, okay, I'm going to sit for the exam. And I went to the lactation consultant who was there at the time. And I told her my plans to take the exam and what I needed to do to prepare. And she basically told me, I'm not going to support you. She didn't basically, that's what she said. I'm not going to support you. And why was this? She said, I don't think you're ready. She said, I know you'd be good at it. The people like you. You won't find a job and you won't make any money. And I'm not going to support you. Well, that was real encouraging. Yeah. But what gave you the strength to move ahead? You knew what you could do. I knew what I could do. I knew I could do it. One, I knew that I had study skills and I could pass an exam. Well, there you go. Two, I had already been doing the work. There was no doubt in my mind that I couldn't pass this exam. I just wanted to be sure that I had the clinical skills, the theory and the practice. Right. And I didn't get that support, but I didn't stop there. I think that's a lesson for all of us. When people say no, I know when people tell me I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I find out what I need to, to take and what I need to know, what skills I have to accumulate. Yep. Get your skill. You can't just walk up and say, well, I want to play center field for the Yankees. Have you ever played baseball? No. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like that. I mean, you are an inspiration. You know, this came from your heart yeah. and also your mind. Yeah. And you, you put a strategy together mm -hmm. and you're an activist, mm -hmm. you're a humanist yeah. and you're a lactation consultant, yeah. which I didn't know they had them. So I learned something today. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. So how could people get a hold of you? Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I have two Instagram pages. I'm very active on my Urban Matriarch. That's U-R-B-A-N-M-A-T-R-I-A-R-C-H, Urban Matriarch. You can also follow my Breastfeed Oakland page, which um, I talk about uh, lactation, and that's the page for the African-American Breastfeeding Cultural Outreach Task Force. So you can find out updates about what's happening in lactation around Oakland and Alameda County. You can also um, send a message if you have questions or concerns and you wanna refer someone or you yourself want help. So that's how you can get a hold of me for now. But stay tuned because on both of those pages, you'll find more information on um, where I'm going next, what projects I'm working on, and how you can be a part of it. Thank you. That's so very exciting. Tonifer, thank you so much. You're welcome. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing about you and the lactation. And, and you're very impressive. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're welcome. And speaking with the Black, pleasure. Black Female Project. Thank you very awesome. much. Take care. All right. Thank you. Black Female Project. We invite you to learn more about the women in this episode 
Black Female Project, and ways to support the project by going to www.blackfemaleproject.org.